For tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. Should I Eat Like a Horse by Barbara Smith Since I am now in the elite group of women over 50, weight loss is constantly on my mind and seems completely unattainable. When I was a teenager, I would freak out because I had gained a pound that would make my size zero clothes a little snug. At that time, I could do without one snack and lose that pound and and go several months without giving it another thought. However, there was the advent of childbearing that happened in my life seven times and, of course, the aging process that waits for no man. And this has completely changed that modus operandi because the same approach accomplishes nothing. In fact, I have not yet found anything that works for me, even though I have been far from a size zero for many years and will never get remotely close to that again. I am still overweight by a solid 20 pounds, even according to my new standards. I know many of you reading this share the same frustration, and those who do not now will in the future, or you are a man, or you are blessed with a very wonderful active metabolism, and you do not have a care in the world. I am genuinely happy for you. I am from the generation they dubbed as baby boomers, those who were born between the years 1946 and 1964. The oldest living baby boomer would be 76 years old now, and the youngest would be 57 years old already. This generation was directly following World War II, and there was said to be a baby born every eight seconds in those years, thus the term boom. By 1964, we made up over 40% of the population. Statistics states that we now make up 28% of today's population and are responsible for over half of consumer spending. Though we may be on the downward slide, we are still highly active in society with a vast portion of us still in the workforce and will be until we cannot work any longer. Therefore, with this generation coming of age, the weight loss industry has become an enormous conglomerate and has inundated society, mainstream media, and social media with weight loss remedies, programs, pills, and potions for those in or close to the category of senior citizens, me being amongst those. 
However, the prices of the products or programs are very prohibitive, with the same audience trying to prepare for retirement and counting their pennies. Also, skepticism regarding the products is extremely high because they defy logic. Baby boomers know from their years of experience that exercise is extremely healthy for you and that caloric intake versus calories burned is one of the most basic equations when it comes to weight loss. Even though they see the exact things not working for them in the same way as when they were young, these new offerings on the market first negate everything boomers have ever learned, then proceeds to tell them something so complicated and convoluted that it's difficult to sit through three minutes of the 25-minute promotional videos just to get to the end to find that you have to pay $100 a month for a bottle of whatever and or stand on your head for five minutes while eating spinach today and then do something entirely different tomorrow and then you will have it made in the shade. You will then be slim and have your toned body back. These young people and doctors may be onto something, but who do you believe? What do you choose? And why won't they just give you the chance to buy their product outright without all the gimmicks? People's skills come into play with marketing as well as the product itself. If you are 25 and trying to sell to the market filled with baby boomers, remember they are twice or three times your age, which means they have been there, done that, and you should not insult their intelligence before trying to get them to buy something from you. Well, let us get to the question posed in the title of this article. Should I then eat like a horse? You've heard the expression used, they eat like a horse. On average, a horse weighs about 1,000 pounds. They eat on an average 1.6 to 3.2% of their weight per day, which would be about 16 to 32 pounds of pasture fodder. If they are not out to pasture for 24 hours, their diet may need a supplement because they eat on an average of 16 hours a day to maintain their body composition. Just on a regular maintenance day, the horse would need 15,000 calories per day. If he does moderate work, 25,000 calories and heavy work he would need 33,000 calories. The type of food he is eating would of course vary in the number of calories and nutrients just as our foods do. As an example, if you are 200 pounds and ate 3.2 to 6.4 pounds of food per day and ate for 16 hours straight without thought of calories, I think you will begin to look like or at least begin to feel like a horse, but this would still give you eight good hours to get some good healthy sleep in, which is also very essential. However, I'm not a medical doctor. It takes about 3,500 calories to make up a pound, and women only burn around 1,800 calories on average a day, and a few more for men in general, in sedentary state without any exercise. Therefore, if you're sedentary, meaning not active, you would need to remember this when eating. Make sure your intake of calories is lower than what you will burn that day. Keep in mind that by the time you have had your lunch of a double Big Mac, a large fries, and small milkshake, you have consumed 1,760 calories in probably less than a half an hour. If you were a horse, you would still have 15 and a half hours to eat to complete your intake. If you continue to eat the same thing for the remaining time, you would have eaten 56,320 
calories in just one day. Even if you had a healthy meal or snack of only 200 calories every 30 minutes for 16 hours, you will be consuming 6,400 calories a day and will begin to gain over 2 pounds a day. It is safe to say the answer is an enormous resounding no, we should not eat like a horse. One might think we should then eat like a bird. You have heard the expression, she or he eats like a bird, meaning they eat sparingly or small portions. It could also mean that they are just pecking at their food because they are not hungry. But the first meaning is not really accurate. Though many birds only weigh in the ounces and do not even make it to a pound, they can eat from one quarter to one half times their weight each day. The type of food would vary, of course, also depending upon the species, but the general amount on average would hold true. Depending on their age, they could eat every 10 minutes over a 14-hour span. Therefore, if you take our original example, if you were 200 pounds, you would be eating from 50 to 100 pounds of food per day if you ate like a bird. Over 14 hours, you would be eating about 3.5 to 7 pounds of food per hour, thus making this expression totally erroneous and leaving us with the conclusion that we should not eat like a bird. Now let me give you a direct quote from another source regarding cows. Since I am neither a doctor, veterinarian, ornithologist, or farmer, it says the average cow eats about 20 pounds of hay, 20 pounds of corn silage, 10 to 20 pounds of corn, and 6 to 12 pounds of supplements each day. They spend about 6 hours a day eating and another 8 hours chewing their cud. Most cows chew at least 50 times per minute with more more than 40,000 jaw movements in a day. If we ate as much as a cow, we would have to eat about 360 cheeseburgers and drink about 400 to 800 glasses of water each day. That is approximately 25 to 50 gallons of water, about the size of a bathtub full of water. Cows weigh on average 1,400 pounds and have very large stomachs that have four digestive compartments. So from these facts gathered, we see that a cow can eat about 72 pounds of food a day, which is about 5% of its weight, and only eat an average of 6 hours per day. Well, we certainly are getting closer with this one. Using the same example one more time, we could say that if we weigh 200 pounds and ate 5% of our weight, we would be eating 10 pounds of food a day. Over a 6-hour period, you would be eating about 1.6 pounds per hour for only six hours. If you consider that a large orange could weigh up to a half a pound, we could see where this would be the most feasible of the options. However, keep in mind the caloric count. As a side note, just in case anyone thinks I had missed this little tidbit, we know we cannot drink a bathtub full of water per day. Either. What does the cow do for the eight hours after she has eaten all her food? It is quite a marvel and an elaborate system that nature has put into place. She has the food compartmentalized in her four stomachs and begins to chew what is called the cud. This is food that the ruminating animal has already eaten and brings up again and begins to break it down even more by rechewing it. 
Webster's Dictionary tells us what the word ruminate means, to go over in the mind repeatedly and often casually or slowly, or to chew repeatedly for an extended period, to chew again what has been chewed slightly and swallowed, as in to chew the cud, to engage in contemplation or reflect. Synonyms for ruminate are chew over, consider, contemplate, debate, deliberate, entertain, kick around, mediate, mull over, ponder, pour over, question, revolve, study, think it over, turn, weigh, wrestle with, or muse. More detailed meanings of a few of these synonyms. Ponder implies a careful weighing of a problem or often prolonged inconclusive thinking about a matter. Meditate implies a definite focusing of one's thoughts on something to understand it more deeply. Muse suggests a focused daydreaming as in remembrance. Ruminate implies going over the same matter in one's thoughts repeatedly. Chewing a cud or ruminating with actual food, of course, is not what humans do. Neither do we eat as much as cows do the same types of food that they eat, nor do we take the amount of time they do to eat. However, when it comes to our spiritual man and consuming the Word of God, ruminating, meditating, pondering, absorbing, contemplating, contemplating and focusing is what we should be doing. It does us no good to try to read as much of the Bible as we can all day or cram as much as we can into a small amount of time that we have allowed each day or week just to say we have read the Word. We can really learn something from the cow. Many people try to read the Bible through every year to just get the participation certificate or ribbon, which is a great incentive. However, have we really absorbed it and received the nutrients and benefits from it that are there for us? After having Christ child in the stable, laying him in a manger, shepherds had come and worshipped him and then had gone, and things had settled down and only the breathing of the child could be heard amongst the noises of the farm animals. Luke 2 verse 19 tells us, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She was young and innocent and probably very very overwhelmed. She did not fully understand everything that was taking place, but she quietly contemplated, pondered, and ruminated over the recent events that had changed her life forever. Let me share with you a short story by Mark Chernoff to illustrate this, titled Just One Small Sip. Once upon a time, there was a woman who had been lost in the desert for three whole days without water. Just as she was about to collapse, she saw what appeared to be a lake just a few hundred yards in front of her. Could it be? Or is it just a mirage? She thought to herself. With the last bit of strength she could muster, she staggered towards the lake and quickly learned that her prayers had been answered. It was no mirage. It was indeed a large spring-fed lake full of fresh water, more water than she could ever drink in her lifetime. Yet while she was literally dying of thirst, she couldn't bring herself to drink the water. She simply stood by the water's edge and stared down at it. There was a passerby right 
riding on a camel from a nearby desert town who was watching the woman's bizarre behavior he got off his camel walked up to the thirsty woman and asked why don't you have a drink ma'am she looked up at the man with an exhausted distraught expression across her face and tears welled up in her eyes i am dying of thirst she said but there is way too much water here in this lake to drink no matter what i do i can't possibly finish it the passer-by smiled bent down scooped some water into his hands lifted it to the woman's mouth and said ma'am your opportunity right now and as you move forward throughout the rest of your life is to understand that you don't have to drink the whole lake to quench your thirst you can simply take just one small sip and then another if you choose focus only on the mouthful in front of you and all your anxieties fears and feelings of overwhelm about the rest will gradually fade when it comes to the word of god we often try to go without for so long then realize we are dying of thirst and try to absorb it all at once this leads to frustration we feel there is no way we can drink or eat the whole thing therefore we just do not partake at all we must take in small sips and morsels at a time and ruminate on them on a consistent basis to continue to be nourished in his word daily there is not a quota everyone is different and in various stages of their walk with the lord young christians may just be sipping on the milk of the word while other more seasoned saints are already chewing on the stake so to speak first peter two verse two tells us as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby keep in mind it is not a competition but an individual nourishment to enhance your personal relationship with the lord and to help us mature in him i do not mean to bore you however let us look at the example we have been using previously once again if a hundred and twenty pound woman ate exactly like her two hundred pound husband every day she will soon probably outweigh him because as a man his body will burn off more calories daily than hers will the point being that we are all different and our needs will vary looking back on the story we also must be thankful for those who come by and give us the nudge or the assistance that we need to get us back on track there are three external items we need as humans to survive which are food water and oxygen our spiritual man also needs these three items the word of god is our spiritual food the bread of life the spirit is our spiritual water and prayer is our spiritual oxygen our lifeline to god we cannot consume the entire amount of food water nor oxygen that will be needed for our entire lives anywhere from one to eighty or ninety years in one setting we must ingest and absorb them daily as needed this goes for the word spirit and prayer as well our walk with god is not a sprint but a marathon we are in this for the duration it is a hand-in-hand -hand walk with the lord each day a doctor may give you a 30-day supply of a certain medication for you to take one pill per day you would not take the whole bottle on the first day you would follow the doctor's orders we do need to read and know the bible in its entirety but it cannot be done in one day one month or one year it is a lifelong endeavor in isaiah 20 
28 verses 9 through 10, the Lord is talking to his people and it says, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. For precept must be upon precept, precept upon precept, and line upon line, here a little and there a little. You have heard the expression, it is not the quantity but the quality. If we are suddenly struck with conviction and try to gorge ourselves on the word because we feel guilty of not consuming it daily and we cannot absorb it or understand what we have read because we're trying to cram and we continue to do this daily, it is like having spiritual bulimia. Yes, we may be able to say we have read the Bible through in a certain amount of time, but we will not receive the nutrients from it unless we slow down, absorb it, ponder it, ruminate on it, and understand it. It will be of no lasting value to us. In Psalm 119.11, David states, Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. He has ingested the word and kept it compartmentalized, so that he in time of need could refer to it again as the cow brings up her cud. He ruminates on it so that he will not sin against the Lord. Psalm 1 verse 1 states, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. What deductions and conclusions have we come to then regarding our eating habits? We know we should not eat like a horse, a bird, or a cow for that matter, though we take multiple great lessons away from her. In addition to those, we should not eat like any other human being either. We must tend to our own personal needs as individuals, both physically and spiritually. As baby boomers, we are not delusional. We know that we have changed over the years in every way, which is normal. Everything in life is in constant flux, however, though we may want to add or take away from our regimens and try a supplement here and there, we should not try to reinvent the wheel, as they say, or forget the principles by which we have lived. If we throw all caution to the wind, no matter what pill we are taking, we will not have success. Apologies to all those sales personnel out there who are trying to make a quick dollar. These are just the facts. If you eat like a horse, a bird, or a cow, you may metaphor become just that and you will not be healthy or content with life which is our end goal spiritually the end goal is not to have a certificate each year on our wall to say that we have read the bible through though it is a noble cause but it is to ingest the right amount of the word daily that we as individuals need and can absorb ponder in our hearts and use by allowing it to transform our lives what can we glean from the word? First Timothy 6, 6 tells us, But godliness with contentment is great gain. What do we do with the word we have ingested? Psalm 19.14 tells us, Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And Psalm 119.9 gives us another benefit of the word. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. The word nourishes, cleanses, and brings us contentment in just the 
right proportions daily. Now you should be able to answer the initial question, should I eat like a horse? Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.